Welcome back to the second episode of the Left Behind podcast. I'm really glad that you're tuning in today, and I believe you made the right choice. For this episode, we're going to be doing something a bit different besides me rambling on about my story. So let's backtrack a little. In the last episode, I shared about my story as a left-hander, and wow, let me tell you, I received so much encouragement on my Instagram after that day. Honestly, thanks everyone, like truly. I was really, really worried that everyone would find it boring because, let's be real, it's not every day you'd hear someone share their boring story about being a lefty. But I'm really glad that some of you did enjoy it and wanted to explore further with me. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, quickly tune in to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud to take a quick listen. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page, the left behind, followed by two underscores. After wrapping up the first episode, I wondered if there was any lefties out there who went through the same experience or had the same thought process as I had. And the idea of seeking them out and asking them popped up into my head, and well, that's exactly what I did. A few days ago, I met up with two of my university friends, Nuveen and Akil, to talk about left-handedness. And first off, I just want to thank them for their willingness to be featured in this episode. This was really our first time formally talking about our special identity. And, you know, at first, we really didn't see it as something weird because it was just so normal to us. I mean, it's how it was like since we were born up until now. But when we started to share our own experiences, just so many interesting similarities between us. And not in just how we behave or how other people react when they first realize we're left-handed, but... In terms of the growing up experience, it's it's surprisingly similar in many ways, and I really can't wait for you to all hear about it. So just now, I mentioned how I had a casual interview with two of my friends, Akil and Nuvin. To give a little intro, Akil is currently an English literature major whom I've known since our foundation studies, and Akil is also a left-handed Malay. And I've also invited Nuvin, who I met through his sister and is now a year one computer science student. In a while, we'll also be hearing him share his story as a left-handed Indian. Hi, my name is Akil Nanchan. I am a final year English language and literature student from the University of Nottingham, Malaysia. Uh, I am a Malay person from a Muslim background, like many of us out there, and I am left-handed. Uh, hi, I'm Nubin. I'm 19 and I'm Indian from Kuala Lumpur. Okay, now that they have introduced themselves, to start off, I asked Akil and Nuveen about the inconveniences that they face daily as lefties, and relatable, and interestingly enough, these are their responses. 
Um, I will say that I think there are some just technical inconveniences to left-handedness. Like what I mentioned earlier about writing with your left hand, uh, you get all sorts of stains on your hand that you don't really know where they came from. I know as well that music instruments are, musical instruments are largely created for the right hand. And that's why um, people who want to do music, who want to play music, are at a disadvantage if they are left-handed because they will have to look for left-handed basses, left-handed guitars, things like that. I think that, um, I think very like old-fashioned people will still look at people who write with their left hand in a weird way. I, I don't get that personally, but I, I know that it was taught to me um, by my grandma. My parents were a lot more lenient with me in that sense. when I was young, yeah, when I was young, like scissors and all, when you want to cut all the like, art stuff, they like, want to be very precise with the right-handed scissors and you use your left hand, mm-hmm. then the lines will kind of be off. Yeah, mm, so like yeah. that art and thing is quite hard. Do you know like the, the uh, books with the binding comb on the left? Yes. Yes, that is a stress to write on by the way. Because you can't write from the edge of the book because of the binding comb will be hitting the edge of the hand. Yeah, so it's a stress around in the book. So we practically can't use the book. I totally relate to this. I really hate it whenever I have to use those kind of books. From rim binders to scissors to playing instruments, wow, it really does not get easy for a left-hander, huh? After hearing what Nuveen and Aku shared about the inconveniences faced, I realize that these things are definitely universal lefty problems. And it really is sort of eye-opening when you realize that a lot of things were created in ways that mainly catered to the right-handers. And honestly, I didn't even realize about the scissors because I just usually flip it the other way around and, well, carried on with life. As we continue the conversation, the topic of family was brought up, and we realized that there were some similarities in terms of experience when we were growing up. Now, as I mentioned before in the previous episode, my mom tried to change me into a right-hander. And turns out, Nuveen and Akil did also find how traditional beliefs, which play a part in our handedness, was so unnoticed. Like, using the right hand is the accepted normal, but people kind of hesitate when they want to talk about the normalness of being a left-hander. Like my aunt, who I also had to mentally fight through her different jabs and remarks about my handedness, that also happened to Akil with his grandmother. And not gonna lie, I was kind of glad that I was not alone in this. Uh, my grandmother's like my late grandmother. Sorry, she is a traditional like Malay Muslim woman in a lot of ways, and she was the first to point out that like, hey. There's something with that kid. Surprisingly, Akio told me that he felt okay when he was young. Though just a little confused by his grandma's reaction. But only when he grew up did he realize that it's actually kind of a toxic social phenomenon. Okay, brace yourselves, because this is going to be a bit deep. But there's this term called cultural normalization, which I found really, really interesting in explaining Akil's situation, and I wanted to share this with you. 
So basically, normalization is to make some ideas become normal and to make sense out of it. And this concept questions the meaning of the routine in everyday life and raises questions about what has been taken for granted. So, for example, I feel like when people talk about the choice of which hand is your dominant working hand, or at least among the older generations, they often oversimplify it. Like they're talking based on their biased ideas that left handers are less capable than right handers. And yeah, when I was a kid, I would often hear things like, being a right hander is the right thing to do to gain success, or people will not look down on you. But I don't know, I'm pretty sure that there are some successful left handers out there. Right? Okay, before moving on from this cultural normalization thing, let's listen to Nuveen to share his personal story about him and his family. He talks about how his parents never really gave much input on his handedness growing up. But when asked on whether they ever tried to convert him into using his right hand, well, I think they would have, but I don't have that good of a memory of my childhood. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. However, one thing that his parents were particularly stern with was when it came to prayers. As an Indian, like for all your prayer stuff, you have to use your right hand. When I was young, my right hand was really not coordinated properly, so I like shake whenever I do all this kind of stuff. From my religion, what I understand is that left hand, they basically label it as like the unclean hand, where you use it for like dirty things, or like going to the toilet and all. So like for eating and praying and all, you're not supposed to use your left hand at all. Akhil also faced the same issue in his own culture and religion, but this is over the choice of using which hand to eat. Um, I'm not 100% sure if it's a 100% like core Islamic belief thing or if this is like a Malay belief that um, sort of got absorbed into Islam in, in the way that a lot of like local beliefs became like part of Islamic culture here, right? But yeah, I mean, there is a... There is the idea that your left hand is supposed to be the dirty hand. It's the hand that you are culturally taught to um, wash your buttocks with <laughs> like when you clean up after you um, defecate and stuff. Uh, there's this understanding that you're not, like, the left is bad. It's not supposed to be, like, the clean or good thing. It's part of life, but it's not supposed to be what you, let's say, eat with or what you point into the Quran with. Um, you're supposed to use your right hand for things like that because that's considered the clean hand. You're supposed to write with your right hand because your writing should be, I guess, influenced by the rightness or something like that. But yeah, that's that's essentially what it was, what it is. Left-handedness and right-handedness in, I want to say um, Islam, but I'm <laughs> also definitely like in Malay culture as influenced by Islam. I just find it really fascinating to just learn about the different practices in religion, especially in regards to handedness. Now, I'm a Christian, but I don't think that there are any strict rules against using my left hand. Although, there is a pretty interesting story about a left-hander in the Bible, though. 
So there's this book in the Bible called Judges, and there was a man named Ehud, and he was a left-hander, which was extremely rare at the time. So basically, he went to assassinate this oppressive and like really fat king. Don't call me out on this, this is how people described him. Now, Ehud hit his sword on his right thigh while other people hit their swords on their left since, you know, it's easier for right-handers to draw their swords that way. Which is why he could flip through, I'll call it security of that time, and at the right timing, he trusted it into the fat king's belly. The end. Okay, okay, if you want to know more about it, you can Google it, but yeah, just a little fun story for you guys. Anyways, from hearing their stories, you can just really see the effects of tradition, beliefs, religion, and family on the idea of left-handedness. By implementing these rules just because it's the right and normal way, it sort of becomes a form of control to conform to the norms. When traditional cultural beliefs talk about handedness, left-handedness is rarely recognized and doesn't exactly have a position within society. And this power of claiming normality sort of legitimizes lefties as abnormal and different. And the cultural values also keep reminding us, as left-handers, that in order for people to view us as normal, we somehow have to follow the widely accepted cultural rules that have been passed down for like decades and generations. Wait, okay, sorry if that got a bit too deep and technical, lol, it's... It's the media student in me. Coming back, I also asked them whether they've ever doubted their left-hander identity as I have, and this is what they had to say about it. Actually, I kind of enjoyed being a little bit different from the rest, from young. I just don't know why. Definitely, there have been moments um, growing up where I was like, um, I I definitely kind of wished I was right-handed at some points because there is like a cultural bias against um, left-handed people and like it's even present in things like writing like as in like just the act of writing on paper it is much more cumbersome when you're left-handed because you get like all sorts of like ink stains and like lead stains on your hand that Normally, I don't think a right-hand person would experience. Now that I've heard from both sides, there's something I want to highlight when it comes to traditional beliefs. So we all understand that these beliefs have accompanied and nurtured us since we were tiny-ass kids. It's something potent that ties our families and us together. You create a common ground between us. This is the place where values are shared and instilled. So imagine living in a family since you were a small kid and they're particular with these kind of stuff or like relies heavily on feng shui and you're just a humble human who just wants a carefree life without limiting yourself to these values. So how does one distance themselves from these chain of events or obligations without feeling a sense of guilt? I don't know. It's like, what I feel is that the perception towards handedness is not the outcome of a single factor, but rather its close relation to the long cultural history rooted in society. 
it's about what society values and prioritizes. Okay, okay, okay. I may sound a bit cuckoo here, but if we assume that being a right-hander could conveniently make our lives better or guarantee us with good fortune, according to what the traditional beliefs or the older generation say, and I want to low-key say boomers, but I also don't want to sound disrespectful to our elderly. Then, does it automatically mean that being a left-hander would get you punished or shunned upon? Um, I don't know, man. After hearing what my friend said, I feel like it doesn't really matter which hand you're using, so as long as you define your own definition of convenience. Yeah, like, basically whatever that works for you. I mean... I'm not trying to sound rebellious, preachy, or anything like that, but we sort of still have to respect the values and beliefs that are passed down to us from our previous generations. After all, these are the values that sort of ties us together as a whole. Honestly, it all comes down to how you position yourself within that spectrum and negotiate with the traditional values. This way, it sort of gives you a certain autonomy to interact with your own newly adopted values as you grow up. So right now, I'm looking at both of my hands, and honestly, I don't see the difference between them. They both have five fingers and are both equally important. So I just don't see why the right hand is considered the correct and dominant hand. There's just nothing wrong with being a left-hander. You know, after having conversations with both Akil and Nuveen, I find it fascinating to know how different religions approach left-handedness in their respective ways and how this affects the creation of one's identity. But after hearing what Nuveen and Akil said, I also do agree that I find a bit of pride in being a little different from everyone. A part of me even felt a bit better not be reminded of my mom's determination in turning me into a righty. Yeah, that's a small hint of confidence I smell of being a lefty. And so, uh, what does it mean to you to be a left-hander? I really don't see any difference from me being a normal right-handed at this point because like most of us don't write anymore. We don't write anymore. We just type most of our stuff. Um, I think it's fun. <laughs> I just genuinely like being quirky and different. So, <laughs> I mean, I do think it sets people apart, I think. And I think that uniqueness is something to be celebrated and not to be like admonished or punished i think it's it's cool i think it's fun and i also like that there is a stereotype that left-handed people are supposed to be more creative i think that's really fun because i don't know if that's true but i like to believe it is as someone who does creative stuff <laughs> all right thank you for tuning in to today's episode and i hope that this conversation that we had gave you some insights about the different perspectives of lefties from different cultures and religions. This is Crystal, and see you next week as we continue to explore the left behind. Bye!